What did you think of the villain? I, it actually took me a second to realize that it wasn't Kevin Bacon. They are the type of celebrities who would get confused with And that's why we're about to play the game, who is it, Kevin Bacon or Ethan Hawke? Wait, you actually have no, it. I okay. don't. That was, that was a joke. <laughs> we'll have a game later on. It's not that. Um, so yeah, Ethan Hawke, he's playing a religious zealot with a tattoo that he's, judges you. Yeah. His name's Arthur Harrow. He's the antagonist, which is strange because I don't think I've seen him in any type of like villain role before. The only thing I've really seen Ethan Hawke Ethan in. Ethan Hawke? Yeah. I feel like he must have played a villain. I, I've only really seen him in like the boy, uh, the boyhood film and then the before trilogy. Training Day. Um, Never saw it. Not really a villain there, but definitely before Sunrise. Yeah. Terrible guy in that. <laughs> um, no, so he starts off the entire show. Right, yeah, I really like that scene. You, that, liked, you liked the scene that everybody winced at. I mean, maybe, I think it's just the fact that I was, again, able to tell that it was the scene before the Marvel, like, the comic book intro played. He breaks the glass cup. Puts it in his shoes. He puts it in his sandals. Uh-huh. And then he slowly... Puts those sandals onto his but feet. But, like, I, th- I, I thought it was cool because I was like, what the hell is going on here? Well, it just shows that he is one of those, like, cult leaders who's into the self-flagellation type yeah. thing where you hurt yourself in order to prove your devoutness to whatever god or religion that you're serving. Originally, it was supposed to be the episode two opening. Oh, but really? they moved it up to episode one. Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder why. I mean, it was a cool introduction scene. I, Marvel doesn't usually do scenes like that. Like, if DC started off their thing that way, I would have been like, that makes sense. But Marvel doesn't do that whole entire, like, ugh. What Marvel does do, though, is they do cults that extend everywhere. You've got Hydra, which did basically the same right. thing, where everybody turned out to be part of Hydra. You The Hand and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they were also in the Marvel Defenders Netflix series. Right, yeah, Daredevil and, and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I feel like some of these members might just jump between groups. Whoever's like in the fashion <laughs> of that moment. out of one and then go into the other type thing. Yeah, they got to navigate somewhere when like one of them gets they destroyed. They network. <laughs> <laughs> or they're part of multiple ones at the same time. But yeah, so this is a huge cult. It exists under the layer of society mm-hmm. and it's about to rise up, it seems like. Right. right. Yeah. And he's the one who's in control. He has the superpower of being able to suck the soul out of people if they are bad, I guess, if yeah. he deems them bad. Um, what do you think of our hero? Oscar Isaac? Yeah. I, I really liked him in this role. It was it was different because I always feel like he's playing kind of a confident or really snarky character. And here it's the complete opposite. He's just thrown into a world and has no idea what's going on. He's losing a, track of time. Gift shop attendant by day and a moon by night. Better than Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, yeah. First Steve, off, nice. Stephen Grant and Mark, right? Yeah. Those are the two versions of him that we've seen. And he wakes up what I would call werewolf style. Werewolf style? He's got his foot cuff. He's got his doors locked. He's got the tape on the door. He's got sand around the bed, which took me a moment. That was strange. I thought at first it was because of the Egyptian thing. But then I was like, oh, no, he's just seeing if he has footprints. Oh, that's what he was doing. I still didn't know. (laughs) Because we see him sprinkling it later on. And it's like, oh, he's he has to like get into bed. And then if he sees the mark, you know, he also does. He feeds his fish incorrectly. Yes. No, no, no. I I have to talk about that. We will get to that. But first, I wanted to talk about him a little bit more. He's an Egyptologist. So he's like kind of an expert on it. Yeah. He's also a vegan, pretty timid, like you were getting at. And his best friend is a living statue. Yeah, that he speaks to and like has a burrito. He with. must. He must normally talk to that person. Oh yeah, like, no, in, no outside no of that person. And he's not afraid. He's not afraid to speak to it in front of other people too. You know how he keeps his arm out the living statue for that long? Yeah. There's like a device underneath his coat so that it's it's not like he's going to kill his arm that way. Like all oh, the blood would leave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. 
Yeah. And then he also has this ridiculous Dick Van Dyke school of English accents going on. Yeah. So right. it, it's awful. And you watch <laughs> you, you didn't so like his bad. accent? <laughs> it is so Dick Van Dykeish from uh Mary Poppins. I guess yeah. yeah, I guess after you've seen it like seen him in a couple different roles here, it probably does get grading. I didn't really actually notice it that much. You didn't? No, not I yet. think you were supposed to. Weird how he's playing an Egyptian again after he played the villain slash god apocalypse. Yeah in x-men but again that was the sony world which is which just makes it all the more but what strange. if there's another like multi yeah with this multiverse thing going, yeah I, that's <laughs> well they, i don't know like that's the that's it, the weird thing with the Marvel that movie did not get reviewed well hey, enough to hey, the spider-man movies did not get reviewed that well to andrew garfield the only one that didn't get reviewed well was the second spider-man and the first one did for andrew garfield so that's why they brought mm. him back um so this episode's called the goldfish problem yeah. The pilot episode of this show. Wait, that's what it's called? The Goldfish yeah, Problem? Yeah, so why is it called The Goldfish Problem? Think about it. I'm, Halfway through the episode, he's like, that's not my fish. Right, well, like, yeah, he like, grows an extra fin or whatever. It's, it's uh. not Gus. What do, we do, what do we think of Gus here? You said he feeds his goldfish the wrong yes, way. Yes, he puts the food at the top of the thing where what, really what you're supposed to do with your goldfish is like soak the food first so that the food like goes down to the bottom. So that they don't air, breathe in the air bubbles. Right. Because too many air bubbles was bad for them. What's weird is that Oscar Isaac was in the podcast, not the actual TV version Homecoming. of Homecoming, and he lectures the therapist about her overfeeding her goldfish. So clearly, <laughs> he should have learned some goldfish <laughs> facts from that and should not have fed them the way that he was. And probably that's why Gus died and why Mark decided to replace Gus for him by the time that he woke up. Um, that makes no sense if you haven't seen the show. But so Gus has one fin. And when I saw that, I was shocked. Because if it goes another season, that would mean they had to find the same type of fish with one fin, which I know goldfish are normal, but like to find one that looks exactly the same with one fin, or they would have they, to they could just CGI keep it. the same. Oh, I mean, that's an option too, but it seems like extra work for nothing. It seemed like a real fish. So I was like, that fish is either going to die or for some reason they will be taking care of that goldfish, which they have very small lifespans sometimes, depending on how they're treated uh, for the next for the yeah. next season, which made no sense. And then they replaced it halfway through. And I was like, oh, that makes <laughs> that makes, makes a lot more sense. Is now. it planning to go a second season? Because I know that like with WandaVision, that's only supposed to be, I think, a limited Oscar series. Oscar Isaac right? has called it a limited series. However, the door is open. OK, uh, what do we think of Donna the boss? Donna the boss. The manager, the supervisor. Felt like the most like stereotypical generic character, kind of just the mean boss that like Yeah, she was a little bit of, a, of an asshole. Not going she? not going to give him like the, the he's never gonna be a tour guide, which is like what the main like thing he wants to be. Yeah, I don't get it. He seems like he knows his stuff. Right. And she's just like she does sound like Catherine Parkinson, Jen from the IT crowd. Her voice is like exactly that, but she doesn't look anything like her. She seemed nice at first when she went up to him and she was like, Oh, you're actually going to like be getting a date or, or. I don't know if that's nice. That felt a little sarcastic, passive aggressive. You know who else works at a um a museum? Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. She she <laughs> became obsessed with history after she came to America and then she works. So maybe that could be a crossover DC that's Marvel. That's not that's never gonna be a crossover. I mean she also really likes her work though. Well yeah, she's but the, she has the job he wants. Right. But she's like the manager. She's the place she's the person that runs the place. Because she can't die, because she's been around forever. But possibly so is Oscar. Well, like when that kid showed up at the very beginning and she starts asking him, like, so why weren't you picked or whatever? Mm. And he was like, am I dead? <laughs> it was such a <laughs> jump for him, a leap. 
but uh, but there's uh, people have been hypothesizing that that kid means something or that it was. Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what they're going to do in this world because, okay. like, I because I know that with like other TV shows, they bond in like something like Hawkeye or even Loki. They bond in mainstays. Yeah, like first time they haven't done that in a Marvel show where they haven't brought in an original character that right. they've already introduced. In fact, they hardly even mentioned anything about the Marvel world. Someone did point out that the blip was mentioned in the background oh i didn't even catch so that. it is post blip okay yeah, so, I, I would i would suspect so well some people don't know and then also uh you were talking about how he finally wakes up and he's in a completely different place mm-hmm. so yeah, that, that was my favorite scene i think of the whole entire series just that whole sequence what did you think of his chin yeah i was wondering what was going on i was like maybe he just fell from like a big height and that's yeah. the reason why it was so I mean, clearly he just jumped <laughs> off that building <laughs> but the sounds were like all these cracks and i was like your your chin would be completely broken if that was the case I well felt. one of moon knight's well-known powers is his dislocated jaw ability to cure itself that really no of course I was not it's just, say. It's just mean- a healer i assume <laughs> Um, yeah, his power does come with an instant costume change. Though. Yeah, I did recognize that. Yeah, like, at the very end, I was like, it's oh, like Spider-Man oh, and his, okay. like, his web being part of him. Like, <laughs> right. apparently like, the costume comes it with just, it. It just, yeah, he, he can, like, turn into it whenever he wants to, like, Sheik from Super Smash Bros. Yes, yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he wakes up in this random place. Looks like, um... I don't even know where it was. It's, it looked like a New Zealand-type place. Very No, green. it could have been Egypt somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I'm assuming it was some town in Egypt. But it looked a little bit like Spain to me. <laughs> um, he finds himself being chased by a bunch of goons. Right, because he has this gold, gold like... He has the scarab. Yeah, the as scarab. soon as I saw it, I was like, that's a scarab. That's, like, from the mummy. That's Where's Ben whatever his face Right, is. and he's wanting... Brandon to, Fraser, sorry. He's wanting to give it to Ethan Hawke, but then, like, his voice... You're jumping ahead. Oh, okay. He runs into town... He's like, what's going on? There's a whole community group that's like praying in front of Kevin Bacon, yeah. and Ethan Hawke. <laughs> that, I, I thought that that was a, I thought that I thought that was a cool like a, a second introduction type thing. I really like the villain in this. I think that like he's going to be probably he was pretty intimidating to me at least. He did find his way around quite quickly. Like once Oscar Isaac escapes, wakes up back in his apartment, then the next thing we know, he's. He's at the museum. He's on the, yeah, he's on the bus and then he's, Kevin, yeah, yeah, he's right. able to transport pretty fast. Yeah, Arthur Haro is at the museum and then he does his judgment thing on him, uh, Stephen there. And Stephen is shown to be a good person, which mm-hmm. I think surprised him. Either that, oh, yeah, we obviously. don't actually see what his judgment shows. That's no, you, you only see the, But we like, have to presume that it didn't turn red. Otherwise he would have right, just been able to absorb Right, because the tattoo changes if it's like... It, and he was like, let him go. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea is that he's working for Amit. And at first I thought he was saying Ahmed, which would have meant like a completely different thing. But Ahmed is, okay, they described her. They showed her, he showed you a picture. Head of a crocodile, front legs of a lion, hindquarters of a hippopotamus. Yeah. That and is. it said her avatar had turned on her. And I was like, that weird front lion thing, like it turned on? No, it, she, he was talking about like he's her avatar as well. But I, yeah. I, Basically, the person that serves her is her avatar. Right. You like the avatar jokes yeah. that were Yeah, made. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the blue people or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> No, that seemed like a Star Wars thing where he was making fun. Right, of Right, yeah, no, he did seem like Poe in that moment. Was the budget for this 150 million? Because this was the first time that I seen like a Marvel pilot where oh, it seemed I like I didn't look up the budget. But I, I guess know that every other one usually is because this time we got like a full on car chase scene, and this felt like where a majority of the budget, at least for the pilot, went. Because that car chase scene was pretty intense. I was, I do was. Do you have a list of good time. and bads? 
Uh, I actually really only have good, to be honest. Like uh, the my cons- first bad is CGI in that car chase. Is uh, car chase? You scene. didn't like the car chase scene. It was literally the tree trunks looked so bad as they were falling. Yeah, down. but they were so huge. I just thought that looked. Cool. They were huge, but they looked like a Michael Bay <laughs> film where it was just ridiculous. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. but you weren't. It didn't like, look cool, like the, because it looked CGI. The tree trunks did. Right, but like some of the turns the cars did. I like the cupcakes. The cupcakes look tasty. That's the one thing you take away from that? No, I mean, it was cool the way they shot it and how he kept on flipping in and out. The producers even said that they were, like, going for the memento aspect of it, where your memory was a little messed up. And so he kept on flashing in and out and kind of uh, just losing himself, right? Right. So, yeah, split personalities are pretty normal in the Marvel Universe. I think they're normal just everywhere, because even in Doom Patrol, which is DC, you have that one lady who has, like, 64 personalities. Yes, but Doom Patrol is superhero shows, right? Right, yeah, Yeah, yeah. But you also have the uh, unreliable narrator mm-hmm. aspect of, yeah. of this. So dissociative identity disorder, it's pretty clear he's had it from the beginning when he's approached by the girl who's like, hey, you ready for that date? Mm-hmm. At first, I thought this was going to be like a nutty professor situation <laughs> where like a more confident version of him exists that only comes out at night, kind of Jekyll hyde I mean, And he was like cool and suave and he had asked her out. <laughs> and, but then it was like, how did this person... Uh, the Moon Knight character apparently takes off his, like, garb and then, like, talks to her. Well, yeah, well, we saw him, but we saw the Moon Knight character as Oscar Isaac in the mirror reflection. So it's not Maybe. just... Maybe. It feels like there's multiple people going on here. Like, people, Oh, you think there's more than just one other... Well, he was approached as Stevie, Steven, Scotty, so possibly. Also, yeah. people have suggested that his mom. mom, who he keeps on calling, might not be his mom. Huh, okay, yeah, all this stuff, because, yeah, I, when he kept on being, like, it's Steven, I was like, I get the joke, the night guard doesn't know his name, but maybe yeah. it is something. All there. we know for sure is that his one of his alter egos is Mark, and Mark has his own dark passenger, this guy named mm. Konshu, um, who is that angry voice. Right, yeah. F. Murray Abraham, the person from uh, Amadeus and Homeland, voices him, but he's, like, I think he's the ancient, like, Egyptian equivalent of the thing that's giving him his power the other comparisons were hulk uh because of his split personality Mm. you got shazam uh venom venom a lot because of that angry voice yeah uh legion kind of the same deal wow yeah a lot yeah a lot of them yeah because and then as you were saying there's two in doom patrol negative man who almost he has the wrapped up face and Uh stuff and he has a person inside he's between two people as well right and then you have crazy jane who has just a chaotic (laughs) tons of personalities within her what was that so, an, what was that ansel elgort movie where like he was it like his name was johnny or something where he has like yeah two like where one people. of one person was eating the other or it something. almost reminded me of that completely because there's a part in that movie where he keeps on blacking out and it's like in showing up in different places yeah. and here whenever oscar isaac blacks out he wakes up and someone's usually dead by mm-hmm. his own hand it reminded me of that it reminded me of night at the museum because of like he was at a museum a lot of the time and he was running around. Oh, okay. I feel like setting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He was completely out of his depth, kind of like Ben Stiller was Mm -hmm. in that. And then as far as 2022 shows go, I can't ignore, it's just the year of bad accents at this point. You have the dropout, you have inventing Anna, we crash. It's going to happen. Yeah, it just seems like every show we're talking about now, we have to mention an accent. It's not only the accent, though. It's the fact that, like, it's not a good accent. But the thing that's theorized right now is that this is not him. Mark might be him. Like, Layla. Oh, so you're saying the the character we've been following, the one that's blacking out, like, Steven, is not actually him. It starts off. It may have been off. created by Mark to kind of distance himself. Like Mr. Robot. Yes, like Mr. Robot. Yeah. Yeah, people have compared it to huh. that as well. But 
some of the aspects of him figuring it out seemed either too convenient or it took him way too long. So like when he wakes up from that crazy dream and he finds the goldfish has two fins and he starts, how long does it take you to look at your phone and realize and it's realize a different it's day? And realize it's not the day? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Like I didn't mind the scene. It was sad when he decided to break up his veganism. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, yeah, I feel like you would look at your phone at least for one but second. But not realize so, it was yeah. Sunday and think it was Thursday the whole time. Yeah. That just seems oddly convenient. And then after that, he's super quick, able to find the phone and the charger and the key. Right, yeah. And then phone up Layla. And he's been living in that place for like a long yeah, time. Yeah, but too. like Moon Knight didn't do a good job at like shuffling those boards right. together. He just left it ajar for him to find almost. And then like got, got mad at him for finding it. <laughs> so he finds the phone, he calls up Layla, and then Layla asks the question that we're all wondering, which is what's up with that accent? And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um yeah, so so those are basically the equi- all all my bads. Yeah, right. Everything I, else in the show, I was I was really cool with. I had here that it was confusing at different parts. <laughs> that that was one of my cons. What did you I, think of it in comparison to all the other? Well, that was pilots? my next thing. Uh, it to me, it didn't have the same type of intrigue that I felt like with WandaVision or Loki. That was literally my second con. However, I felt like... Because that had built-in stuff from the movies right. already, like, making you curious. Right. Well, and Loki just, I felt like, threw everything crazy at the screen and just kind of wanted you to, like, go with it. Which Loki also really had, too. like, a second punch guy. Yeah. So, with Owen Wilson there, it made it, like, the you got Loki and then Owen Wilson to hit it out of the right. park. So far, there is a secondary character who's a big deal, but he hasn't been introduced to it yet. He the guy who passed away before the show even came out oh, oh from the scheme accident. okay yeah. so okay yeah yeah i felt like this was on the same par obviously completely different shows but the same par maybe even a little bit better than the hawkeye pilot uh oh show, i think it was better than the hawkeye pilot yeah. well yeah i mean people if this positive reception we're looking at a, uh yesterday it was an 8.9 today it's a 7.5 well that fell <laughs> i don't know why because like the reviews haven't changed that much and the episode um one if you look at the actual rating of that episode it's 8.4 huh. and 85 percent on Rotten tomatoes i thought that it looked i thought it looked cool when he like was in the elevator is that where it is where he turns around and he sees the big white thing with the nose and the what moon knight basically is yeah, yeah. everybody liked that moon knight was actually in the first episode and we didn't have to wait till like mm-hmm. episode three for a costume change i'm not sure if they would have waited that long this is only supposed to be six episodes right i think so my question is are scarabs like the new Infinity Stone? Because, like, it's huh. always something. Right. It's always something to give them power. And this is Amit's stuff, and and it's like she has some significant connection to it. And that's like could, Lord of the Rings, it's like uh, Sauron's ring or whatever. And that could be what K- Kang or Kong is looking for the character Jonathan Majors. Her? Oh. No, wait. Jonathan Majors and Loki. I, I feel like he's going to be the main villain for like the next few phases, and that could be like the thing nah. that he's buying after. I don't think it's that important. I think this is like one of those small key things. Otherwise, the actual Avengers would be in on this. Well, that's that's kind of been my question with something like, like where are they well not only where are they but like where are all the other marvel characters because at this point disney plus has brought over everything including the defenders from uh netflix over to their own streaming well platform. they're there right but i'm saying that like how they're just long? hanging out there in that intro space where like the marvel logo shows no that's where they are <laughs> But my question is, like, with all these things coming out now, especially with uh, Marvel really going, like, head deep into the TV show era, are we going to finally head get... deep, yeah. Are we finally going to get, like, the Moon Knight, Loki, um, you know, one of the, I don't know, crossover TV well, show? Well, what do you... Uh, if you had to look at all superheroes in existence, what would you compare Moon Knight to based that you had never read the comics and just seen this? Really? I think that you hit the nail on the head with Venom. 
Huh. Because people say more Batman. He is the Marvel version of Batman. It's not as dark. At least not now. Well, my thing is he didn't seem as rich. But apparently, if Steven isn't his main personality, maybe he is. Where hmm. We have a yet to learn anything really about the uh, alternate egos that he has. Um, some other interesting facts that I learned. First of all, no post-credit scene, so don't go. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was a little disappointed by that. Um, Every Grain of Sand uh, was the opening song, uh, obviously with the sand mm-hmm. around his bed. That's Bob Dylan, so people were happy about that. Really like the Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. Oh, <laughs> again, that was a good and bad scene. I really, really... It was funny. That was my favorite scene. But again, the CGI was, it was a little off. Uh, nearly all the trailer was apparently shown in this first episode. I had done my best to avoid the trailer, but I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, right. That's, that's pretty good. more to go. And then Muhammad Diab was really credited, even though he was the director as opposed to the creator of the show um, and directed for the episodes, as being the person who really integrated the show in with the Egypt, um, not just mythology, mm-hmm. but the country itself, because the way he put it as an Egyptian uh, a lot of these shows and movies show off Egypt as like a touristy destination, just like with yeah, pyramids in the right. background. And he really wanted to get in there. So when they were shooting this and they shot this all around the world, but that he he was the one who was able to get them in certain places and make sure that they included certain elements of Egypt it's that normally e- would have been passed over. Yeah, it's either the touristy, touristy thing like you were talking about or like gods of Egypt, like these huge battle things that like yeah. always happen there. And I'm not trying to underplay how important Jeremy Slater, who also developed Umbrella Academy. Like, he's clearly got a few good shows under his belt (laughs) at this point. But uh, I do have the game that I promised you. Um, One of these is true, and the rest of them... Actually, one of them is false, and all the rest of them are true. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Shia LaBeouf was originally considered for the role of Moon Knight. Uh, The Guardian gave this four stars, which we know the Guardian is notoriously picky. <laughs> However, the Guardian is British-based, and this is a British there show. Is, there, the Guardian has given good reviews to shows that we haven't liked, and vice versa. I'm just so. saying because it's a local thing. Right, yeah. Um, Ethan Hawke signed on before reading the script, hmm. and the working title was Good Plate of Spinach. Good Plate of Spinach? That's the working title. So when they were like for off the shooting stuff. No, no, no. Not for the episode, but off shooting the show in order not to give away oh, what it was. They okay. called it Good Plate of Spinach. Okay, and one of these is false. One of them is false. Should I run down them real quick? Yeah, one, one Shia more LaBeouf. Time. Shia LaBeouf. Uh, the Guardian Four Stars. Ethan Hawke signed on before reading the script. And Good Plate of Spinach. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Was considered for yeah, the Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's false. No, that's true. I'm saying Shia LaBeouf was considered for the part. Yeah, and I think it, who and they James got Gunn? <laughs> what is it with these things? They always get like Shia LaBeouf probably would have been fine. This would have been years then. ago, I think. Oh, years ago, yeah, because Oscar Isaac. No offense to Shia LaBeouf, I think Oscar Isaac is a better choice. Yeah, and and Oscar Isaac wasn't an easy sell because of all the big things he's done lately. Right. He didn't want to like necessarily jump into another big franchise movie type thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so he was really involved in the project. You saw him show up as an executive producer. Is it the spinach one? Yeah, the actual <laughs> working title was Good Faith, which makes sense because of the faith aspect of right. the cult community and stuff like that. But uh, I like Good Play the Spinach. <laughs> so, AV Club called it a promising start. TV Line gave it an A-. To me, I know I gave Pachinko nine stars because that's amazing and like a different, emotionally draining. You mean nine out of ten? Nine stars, is that what yeah, I said? Yeah, it's a nine, nine out of ten. That's what I mean, yeah. Uh, it's, like, emotionally draining, though. And uh, this is more like popcorn 
Oh, uh, yeah. But it's still, no, like, completely. It's, it's still, like, an 8. It's Marvel, though. Yeah, I would say it's an 8, too. Like I said, I don't have that many lists of cons. I think that the show works overall and has, like, a lot of pros to it, but I don't think that there's anything also that's, like, amazing about it either. Like, where is it going to go? Clearly, Kevin... Sorry, Kevin Bacon again. You got you got <laughs> that in my head, and it's stuck there. Haro is going to eventually be taken down, right? By the end of this? Oh, I don't know, because Haro, I felt, like, showed some type of humanity in the first episode when he, when he said to let... Uh, Steven sure go. but that was right after he said they'll learn they'll soon learn the world will soon learn that makes it sound like he's going to do that justifying oh, thing to the entire there's going to be something world. that happens but i'm not sure if he's going to be necessarily taken down he might be like put in prison like i think his to. feet must be in agonizing pain all the time either that or completely numb i think he's point. numb to yeah numb Way to way to kick off an intro. I was like, oh, is this a Jewish wedding? <laughs> no, no, apparently not. Um, anything else that you want to predict? Clearly, Moon Knight can kick some ass. Cause yeah, that, that weird demodog, like the he he was running away. Yeah, <laughs> he was but, uh, he was trying to get out of that bathroom. I I hope that they don't wait till like the finale before we actually see a lot. I want to see Moon Knight like in the costume, actually being able to see the fight scenes. His eyeballs are just white. He looks like the Lego version of Gandalf. Like in the, in the, <laughs> in the Lego, Lego movie? movie? Yeah. <laughs> With the popsicle stick as a staff? <laughs> well, he does have a staff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we haven't actually gone to the plot of the show yet. I feel like this was just kind of the introduction phase. Mm-hmm. I feel like episode two is when we're actually going to figure out what the show is, is going towards. We didn't meet the main girl. We didn't meet the side, the like side the, guy. The second co-guy. Yeah. yeah. So you might be right. Man. But we did see F. Murray Abrahams, like thing following him around every once in a while the thing that like right, chased yeah, him into yeah, the yeah, elevator yeah, yeah. and so it does feel like mark like his dark passenger of mark has a dark passenger and that's pretty funny to me like it's usually just one guy that he's arguing with or a bunch of like the same like in legion but it's never like one person has a person Within in there that. yeah <laughs> it's like a russian doll or whatever it's called all right thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode we'll see you on the next one bye bye